Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, I've been thinking about getting my voice out there all week. Um, What a freaking week, right? Like, all the emotions, just all of them. And I think, to me, this is is just like the work I talk about around abortion all day, every day, all the time. Um, It's complicated. It's nuanced. It's messy. It's doesn't fit in any boxes and I think with the leak of the Roe v. Wade overturned draft in the United States um, it stirred a lot of action it stirred a lot of conversation and it stirred a lot of feeling so um, what am I doing about it? Well, I'm doing what I do every day because I believe that, and I don't have research, I don't have um, statistics, I don't have thousands and thousands, well, I probably do have at least a thousand, but (laughs) I don't have tens of thousands of interactions with people who've had abortions. Um, I definitely have thousands. And what I felt and what I see in the community I work with is that there are more of us in the gray zone, in the middle, between, uh, between the traditional narratives of pro-life and pro-choice. Now, change those names to whatever feels right to you, anti-abortion, pro-voice. But on either end of the spectrum sits these traditional narratives that we, most of us, I believe, and again, I'm only speaking for myself and the community I work with and my experience. There's these two ends of the spectrum And then there's a fuck ton of us in the middle who are confused because there isn't a lot of space for us to have sadness, have regret, have mixed emotions, have shame, have guilt, and still support abortion. We need to make room for feeling these feelings and not controlling anyone else's body because we can't handle our own emotions. Abortion is such an incredible, raw, rich, vulnerable opportunity to learn who you are, learn how to be with your feelings, learn how to hold space for yourself and for other people, separate yourself from other people's thoughts and opinions 
let other people have their feelings about you and experience whatever you need to experience around abortion. My particular experience had a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot of confusion, um, a change, loss of identity. Um, I did have shame. I had unwarranted societal shame that somehow my body was broken because I got pregnant and my IUD didn't work, right? Like I didn't have shame that I chose abortion. I'm actually very proud of that decision. I'm proud of taking care of who I was and what I needed and what was best for my family. Um, I'm proud of the way I parented that pregnancy. Um, and I, my, you know, I had all the feelings, but they weren't really, they didn't, weren't the kind of feelings that fit in the narrative that I'd been taught, right? Which is like, you should have shame because you killed your baby. No, <laughs> no, I don't have that. But I do have many clients who do, those are the words they use and they do struggle with that kind of shame. It literally doesn't matter. Um, that's an opportunity to process who you are and allow for your feelings so that you can still get up and support someone else's right to choose. The place that it gets messy, the place that it gets really um, exclusive is when we become so stuck in our own personal narrative, our own personal story, our own personal belief in God, our own personal um, like regret that we can't slow down and have compassion. And so the work I do is like, let's find some relief. Let's process our own shit so that we can show up for all of humanity, for our daughters, for our children with wombs. So we can show up and actually change things because when we keep trying to put people in camps, when we keep trying, and that maybe is the wrong language right there. As soon as I said it, it didn't feel right. But by camps, I mean the pro-life side, the pro-choice side. Um, when we try and um, compartmentalize people into like opposing forces, nothing happens. Nothing changes. <laughs> We can march with a million people, but if we don't hear each other, if we don't make room for each other, change doesn't happen. And if we can get up and we can stand in front of right-wing politicians and say, yeah, I have feelings because I'm human, not because abortion shouldn't exist, yeah, I have feelings because I'm human, not because you have a right to control my body, like not warranting your right to control my body. Like you manage your own emotions and I'll manage mine. And then we can talk about what's best for humanity. So I <laughs> feel like I got all fired up here and literally the very first note, which I haven't even looked at in my notes for you in this recording is breathe. So I'm going to take a second and I'm going to breathe. <laughs> and this is probably why I did not record this three or four days ago when the um, leak of the draft came out. Um, because honestly, my trauma response is to 
is flight. Like my go-to response is, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. It's not worth it. We will never gain back our power. I give up. I'm just gonna like hang out with my family and not try and change the world. Um, that's, that's just kind of my go-to. It's like what, for whatever reason, be, is my first reaction. And so if I had recorded this then, it it would have been ugly. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about me and the beautiful thing that I try, that I don't try, that I do teach people is that that can just be like, if I want to run away and hide in a hole, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I can just let that happen. And then (laughs) let myself process through it, feel the feelings and ask these two questions. Once I've caught my breath, once I'm ready to take my head out of the hole, once I'm done hiding, I ask myself, who am I? Who am I? Like, Who am I as a mother? Who am I as a woman? Who am I as a person who's experienced abortion? Who am I? um, What am I here for? Who am I? And when I answer that question, I tend to just get grounded again. And I reconnect. And then I ask myself, how can I show up? How do I want to show up? How do I want to use my privilege Even if other people don't agree with the way I do it, how do I want to use my privilege to make a difference? And if I never make, take that back, I've already made a difference. But if I never make, if I never create the vision that I see in my mind around this work, that's okay. Because I've already changed lives with what I'm doing. So who am I? How do I want to show up? And that's what I teach. That's what I repeat. Um, I invite any of you listening to share my work. Remember, you are not alone. Even if you're secretly listening to this podcast on a walk and you're going to delete the app so that no one knows you were listening to it, you are not alone. You might feel alone right now, but you are not alone. This is not all on me. This is not all on you. We just all need to decide who am I? How do I want to show up? And I think for a lot of us, the way I just, I really genuinely believe there are millions of us who have mixed feelings about abortion And we're afraid to get out there and use our voice. We're afraid to say my abortion was hard and I support a person's right to choose because we haven't dealt with making peace with sadness and access, sadness and advocacy. We haven't alleviated our own pain Enough to use our voice, enough to tell our stories, enough to say to our friend cheering for the overturn, hey, did you know I had an abortion? 
we're hiding and we are not alone. And I truly, genuinely believe that when we process, when we make room for everything I talk about in my podcast, in my book, in my social media posts, in my newsletters, in my coaching, when we make room for all of it, we're going to welcome, I'm going to cry right now, we're going to welcome so many more people into this work. We're going to welcome so many more people into the advocacy and the showing up for change. Because the way it stands right now, people get all fired up and then they get scared. And when they get scared, because they are personally in hiding, they don't act. And we have to okay stop crying we have to heal our own experience so we can show up and take action some of us are even afraid to hit donate because somehow we might be attached to having had an abortion and we're scared There are so many of us ready to take action. There's a whisper inside of us or a scream inside of us saying, show up and do something. But we're too scared because no one's holding space for us to be with all of what we're feeling. So we have to have compassion for each other. We have to have compassion for ourselves. And these are not skills we are taught. Most of us are not taught in childhood how to have compassion for ourselves. If I'm being honest, I'm still learning it. And it's still hard. I I still don't always show up to teach it to my own children. We have to have compassion for ourselves first. Then we have compassion for others. There are so many people afraid of their own emotions right now that they don't know how to show up. And we have to to slow down, let ourselves experience all of what we're experiencing so we can have compassion for each other, so we can see each other as human. This is, this is like, (laughs) this is my life's work. This is my life's work. Because when we do this, we can donate to abortion funds freely and proudly, and we can tell people we donated. We can invite them to donate too. We can donate to independent clinics and reproductive justice organizations. We can volunteer. We can write our story and have it published in a paper or an article. We can show up and get on a podcast. We can donate to organizations like Emily's List that are advocating for political change. And we can do that proudly. We can do that because we own our real authentic experience, which is abortion was all the things for me. It was relief and it was also grief. And when I show up with a whole bunch of people screaming pride and relief, but no one's talking about the grief, I don't feel like I fit in. I feel alone again and I want to hide. We need more spaces where we can show up with all of our feelings, all of who we are with our genuine, authentic experience and say, our body, our choice. We need to be able to say that. We need to be able to speak without excluding ourselves (laughs) 
(laughs) and other people. And we need to show up for all of who we are, all of our humanity, all of our feelings, all of our experience. Because when we get the millions of people who are in this middle zone processing their experience, feeling brave enough and courageous enough to stand in their own truth, that's when we're going to change the world. That's when we're going to change the laws. That's when we're going to change the politicians. That's when we're going to make a difference. But when you ask people to get in that line or that line and they have to pick, they climb back in bed because they're scared and they don't fit in either line. We have to make more room in the middle. It's the only way. So I maybe should have said this at the beginning, but I was too fired up. I want to say, don't follow me for facts. I'm not your fact girl. I'm not your research girl. I'm not your statistics girl. And there are people who don't like that, but it's just not my world. Don't follow me for political intelligence. I don't really know how it all works, which is why I tell you, donate to places who do know. (laughs) Donate to places like Emily's List. I even had to ask a friend, like, what is who I trust? What is your favorite place to donate? I, I know Act Blue is a great, you know, a lot of people just go there because it's easy. But I wanted to know, like, who's doing the underground deep work? So don't follow me for political intelligence. Don't follow me for medical advice. I am not a provider of abortion, although I think I, I might need to be <laughs> based on where this country's going maybe that's work I will need to step into someday but I am I'm not a medical provider follow me to sink into your heart follow me to connect with your soul follow me to feel a shred a speck a gallon a ocean load of empowerment inspiration change like that's what I'm here for All those other things are amazing. That's just not my expertise. It's not where my time and energy and personal investment goes. I invest in myself so I can help you figure out your own mind, help you figure out, help you connect it to your heart, help you connect to spirit. That's what I invest in myself for. That's what I can share with you. And so there are so many amazing organizations, Sister Song, Abortion Funds, um, Emily's List, uh, the If You Need Medical Advice, the M&A Hotline. If you go to my website, there's a resource page. Like, go there. Follow me for what I'm good at. Follow me to deal with what's happening, to to be able to face the things you've been trying to hide, face the things you've been trying to push away. I, you would not believe how many people I talk to who are in abortion work. They literally work in abortion care and they haven't processed their own feelings. They're afraid to say what their story really is because there's not enough people holding space for it. So if we can gather, if we can get together, if we can start processing our own shit, we can actually change the world. This is already going way longer than I thought it would. Okay, so I want to make an invitation to you to join me this whole month, but 
my whole lifetime. (laughs) But most importantly, to join me May 16th through 20th when it is my plan to talk about this all week and to offer you resources and to offer you audios and to offer you workbooks. I don't know. I, I literally don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be amazing. And in that week, we are going to pay attention. Whether we've had abortions or not, we're going to pay attention to our own thoughts. We're going to pay attention to our own feelings about our abortions, about other people's abortions. We're going to pay attention to what do we think about abortion as a procedure? How do we feel about it personally, politically, religiously? And we're going to decide what to do with all that shit we've been trying to pretend isn't there. Because just boxing it up and pretending it isn't there is not helping. It's not helping. (laughs) And I don't condemn anyone who needs to do that for their own survival. Uh, There are people listening who are like, I hear you, Amanda, but I can't do it. I'm too scared. And that's okay. That's okay. You take care of you in whatever way you need to. But there are people listening who are ready who can, who have the privilege, who have the space, who have the time, who have the money to work on themselves so they can get out there and use a voice, use their voice. So please, if, if you're hearing me and you're feeling this as pressure, just take a deep breath, feel my virtual hug here, my podcast hug. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Maybe someday you'll be ready and you can come back and listen to this. Maybe someday you'll be ready and you can come back and listen to the replays of all my other work. Um, You are loved, you are held, and there are perfectly good reasons that this feels too scary for you. It's totally okay. This work right now is for those of us who want to do the work, but we don't know where to do it. (laughs) When I had my abortion, I wanted to talk about this. It wanted to figure it out and no one could tell me where to go. No one could tell me who to talk to. And so I've spent the last five years trying to fill that hole, trying to be a place that we can come and talk about it. And, and I've been scared and I've been playing small and, um, and I've done a lot of amazing work. I'm so proud of my podcast and I'm so proud of my book and I'm so proud of everything I've done. And I like right now I have the world's most amazing clients. Like I can't, I literally get off a call with them and I'm like, how am I so lucky to know these amazing people? Um, but I've been playing small. There's a lot more I can do. There's a lot more we can do. And there's no time like now because I hate to say the words out loud, but there's, there's a genuine real likelihood that we're going to see that draft, follow through. Sure, it will be changed because now it's been leaked. But there's a real possibility. Like, it's hard to say. But we all knew this was coming. We, um, those of us in the work, as much as we don't want to believe it's true, know that there's a good chance that we will be facing some really hard times. And our feelings are going to get bigger. And if we can't deal with our feelings now, we're not going to be able to deal with them when they get bigger. It's going to get messier. Like we have to show up. Those of us who can 
have to show up and face our feelings so that we can take care of each other, so that we can work for actual change, so that we can get back our rights. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope enough of us rally um, for change. I, I will be the first to celebrate, um, but we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared to figure out how to take care of ourselves and take care of each other. So, uh, okay. I, what else do I want to say? Um, I, one more thing I want to say before I close this, which is again, way longer than I anticipated is, um, remember that even if you spy on my work, you don't ever connect with me, you don't ever share, um, what you're learning Um, if you are listening, if you are reading my book, if you are doing any processing work on your own, it's making a difference. I promise you like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, socially, you showing up and not walking away because you've done your own work, you showing up and feeling a little less burden, a little less personal pressure any amount of healing work you do is changing the collective. It is healing the collective. It is changing generations ahead of us. So there are some of us who will process, make peace. And I don't mean make peace as in I will never, I don't regret my abortion anymore or um, I have no shame. I mean make peace in that I can hold space for my own regret. I can hold space for my own sadness. I can hold space for my own guilt. I can hold space for my feelings and show up and support abortion rights. So um, there are those of us who will do the work and we will start telling our stories. We will, even if it's just to our friends, to our family, to our um, evangelical aunt, (laughs) it doesn't matter. There are those of us who will do the work and speak up and we will make big ripples. I promise you, even if evangelical auntie doesn't respond well, she's going to go home and think about it. It makes a difference. You showing up without that burden, without that pressure, without a piece of you being hidden in the darkness, I I don't care if you never say the word abortion out loud, you will show up differently and you will change the world. So um, again, some of us will use this time to do our work and speak up out loud in public. Some of us will use this time and speak out in private. And some of us will use this time and not speak out at all. And some of us won't be ready. And if you're not ready at all, we're holding you. The rest of us are holding you. Every single person who shows up, does the work, makes peace with their own emotions, their own humanity, the complexity of it all, changes the world. Okay, join me always, but please go to my Instagram bio, go to my website, get on the list for my May 16th to 20th event. I love you. This is big, but we're just going to take it one piece at a time. We're going to keep showing up.
Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.